Oh wait, Coco Melon, dude. I'm pretty. Oh, yeah. sh- I'm. Sh- I'm pretty sure Coco Melon is like a psyop. <laughs> it is. It is very weird. And everyone that I know that has kids right now, all of their like one to two year olds, it's they're all kind of obsessed with it. Coco Melon. And I'm just like, what? I'm- Coco Melon. <laughs> <laughs> Coco Melon. Um, that yeah, sounds I, a lot better than Coco Melon. I, I just get this... I don't know. It, I'm probably wrong about this. I'm probably being paranoid about it. But there's something about the way that people talk about how their kids watch that show and how almost like hypnotic it is. I'm like, hmm. That's interesting. I'm sure it's fine, though. Yeah. Yeah. Now you gotta be careful, man. Well, eye is the lamp of the body, so... You know, you remember when the, um, or to continue, I think recognizing that there's a lot of things that are subtly taught and modern and not so subtly too, just directly as well, uh, in modern cinema, uh, and television beyond just, uh, when you look at when a lot of people speak on the political side of things and what's going on in that end. But on the the film and television side, it's definitely, I think, more astute there. And sly. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, at yeah, least. yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure if it always like works the way that they intend for it to. Yeah. Um because it's just like I was listening to uh uh Michael Malice today. Mm-hmm. He just put out this new book. And he it, he was on Daysmith's podcast. It was really it was pretty a pretty good conversation, and they were talking about the Soviet Union and how um, th- there are. He's like the the idea that, um, like bad people, or I think he did go as far as say like evil people. He's like that they always win or they they always um come out on top he's like it's demonstrably false he's like if that was the case it's like the soviet union the nazis like all these different groups of people like they would still exist um, unless they're all evil what <laughs> unless all the world governments are evil is what i'm saying then evil would technically all well that's not what he, hang, but, i know i'm just messing with you uh, all right well we'll just we'll move on um, all but right. Yeah, no, I get, I get where I get what he's saying, and I can see that there is definitely a governor place on evil and just different things. And the idea that evil always wins isn't isn't the truth. <laughs> Too many people have these have taken these nihilistic pills because of everything that's been going on in our world. And it's like, guys, there is hope and there is good going on. You know what I mean? Right. And so his his whole purpose behind that was just that there's um, to be so as he would say, like blackpilled into to thinking mm-hmm. that things 
can never get better. He's like when you're when you're in the vacuum of like you know his Soviet Russia is something that he kind of is very familiar with because of his family. Um, <clears throat> he was saying that uh, when you're in that, it's like all that you see. It's like oh, it'll never end, but it did, mm. and like things do. And it was it was such an interesting kind of thing to think about, where you're like oh yeah, stuff comes to an end. Yeah, um, that is true. Yeah, all things pass away. And so it's something that's like, what sucks is, you know, he was talking, he's saying it's like Soviet Russia was around for like roughly 70 years. And the first thing I thought about was like, dang, man, it's like, what if you were like that? You were born right at the beginning of that. (laughs) It's like the very end of your life. You finally get to see uh, the change. If if that's, you know what I mean? Like you, you've lived under that your entire life. Um, It's interesting. It's fascinating. That's That's a good point to bring up because. It's interesting. I was just talking about this with a friend and then also my wife this past week that when we look at our own lives, uh, as we are, as Jesus sanctifies us, most sanctification happens. You know, we're made holy, we're made more like him, typically in a gradual sense, right? Whether if it's the individual person or if it's a healthy church, right? It typically happens gradually. Now, don't get me wrong. There are certain things that should happen overnight if you believe in Jesus, right? Like if you're getting drunk all the time or if you're an abuser, that's stuff that should stop immediately. You know what I mean? Uh, But then there are other things like selfishness, uh, anger, depending on what that extent looks like, you know, different things like that, that gradually you grow in. And so that idea of, you know, even from, you know, the standpoint you were meaning, you you brought up about Michael Malice talking about Russia and how it took 70 years Right. For them to for it to finally fall, you look at, you know, in, biblically in the Bible with the Hebrews, you know, 400 years. So, yeah, I mean, kind of makes sense. Typically, you know, you're you're in things for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the underground for episode 125. I am joined Every week by the one, the only, Joseph. Wild West Pimp Style. And I'm David. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. And this is the show where every week we remind you. One of these days I'll actually let you guys know what that means. Or you could figure it out for yourself. Uh, well, we're a little late for this specific show. It took us uh, an extra, what, uh, a little over a week, I guess, since New Year's. So this was something that uh, I think we had maybe planned to do uh, a little sooner. But I'm actually happy that we waited mm-hmm. um, because it, two of the things that I put on my list <laughs> are from like this week because <laughs> I've been catching up on a bunch of stuff. And, and I just was like. I was thinking through everything and I was like, uh, I was like, I think, I think I gotta, I gotta go in this direction. Uh, so, cause it's, mm, mm, man, I hear you. it's, I broke, it's been a I year. broke it down and made my list based off what I watched this year. So even though something may have came out at the end of 2021, we didn't get around to it until this year. That's kind of how I broke it down. So is everything on your list from like 2021? No, not everything. There are a few things, though. 
from the tail end of 21. It's not like it came out in January. Bro, I don't even remember what came out in 2021. Yeah, there was. Uh, I looked it up because there was only one. There's only there's one thing from 2021. There's a movie from 1979 <laughs> that we watched this year and reviewed. But it's not my top movie of this year. Uh, it's just like honorable mention on what I, I did. Like my top movie and my top TV show, and then I did honorable mention. I was I was about to say I was like you're you're what you're describing to me is like when you were in high school and your teacher gave like specific instructions and you said like, well, I know you said this was the time frame you wanted something from, but I just really liked this thing and I did happen to <laughs> and like make an excuse for it. And then your teacher's yeah. just like, whatever, Joseph, <laughs> <laughs> you're that you were that kid. You were definitely that kid. Dang, man. I didn't realize, I guess. Well, the problem is, is that a lot of this stuff, there's another movie that from 2021 i thought it was 2022 i could have promised it was well there's stuff that we didn't review uh until this year that apparently came out in 21 so okay. not technically my fault okay. but. um so i guess the question is do you want to do best first or worst first let's start on a positive you want to start on a positive note and we'll end on a miserable note okay well <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna let you kind of decide how we do well I have a each one of mine is a movie, a TV show, and a game. Okay. Um, and <laughs> Jenna's like worst first. Uh, we'll, we'll Sorry, go, Jenna. We'll do worst first. You want to do, do worst first? Okay. Let's do worst. That's first. that's fine. That's fine. Um, the troll the troll room has decided. I should have put a poll up. I didn't even think about it today. Worst or worst or best first. Um, okay. Uh, I'm gonna let you start, and then I'll just follow you okay. so you do one i do one um if we happen to have something that's on that's similar obviously that's fine we'll just talk about it extra okay. or whatever uh and we'll we'll kind of go from there all right i also did something and this could be more towards the end uh, a movie i'm most interested in watching in 2023 and then tv shows i'm most interested in watching that does doesn't necessarily mean like i think they're going to be good or bad it's just i'm just most, you're curious or you yeah. yeah yeah something you're kind of yeah cool all righty so the worst movie i think i saw this year was a tie so I have a one tie? A and one no B. which one which one joseph i'm just kidding i was just doing that to make you mad you did not understand the assignment i have i have a list of of six movies that were all tied for worst movie of the year my gosh oh man no the worst movie I got my honorable mentions, but the worst movie by far for me was Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Oh, I haven't even seen it. I'm sorry. I man, I, I you know <laughs> that was I keep, such a bad movie. I see it pop up on HBO Max occasionally, and I'm like, I could nah, I'm good. Um, I don't think they're going to come out. They may with the fourth one. I'm intrigued that they do. If they do, I bet. Like just just don't see it, don't watch it. Because okay. if they do, I just want you to watch the fourth one, and I'm gonna watch it. And I'm I bet I guarantee you can you'll be able to skip the third one and lose nothing. Lose nothing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. I All it, that movie is is just spinning wheels, going over the same thing they went over in the previous movie. Yeah, they've been From they've been I, like Grindelwald's kind of been there, and so his Newt, <laughs> and then there's like these other characters. And it just, yeah. it just doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, it's been a minute since I've seen it. 
so I can't remember everything. I just remember they spun their wheels the entire time, and there was nothing new. It went over, and it's funny with what we were talking about earlier. When the sh- when the movie ended, my wife said that was bad. I just can't explain why it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, and a lot of the time, uh, it takes rewatches and anal- actually sitting there and and analyzing through the movie, taking a, not necessarily frame by frame, but going through certain stuff and being like, mm-hmm. oh Stop. yeah, and then and then all right. You could you could go with something like how does this make me feel, but I I tend to to be like okay does this work? Can I can I argue for why this actually works as a concept? And sometimes you can't. And yeah. I I think that uh, well I don't want to say it yet because oh That's man okay. oh my god keep it in the chamber. Ah. I so I don't know your approach if this is your same approach, but typically I, I'm sure it may be, but. Uh, and this isn't anything revolutionary, but I think I said in the offset that I typically, when I first watch a show, generally I, I don't want to pause. I don't want to do anything. I just want to see how it resonates with me, whether that's positive, negative or indifferent or in between all of that. And unless there's something that's just radically amazing or terrible and stupid and funny, I won't rewind or anything like that. There's been quite a few times uh this already this year where was it this year was the end of this year there was something i was watching i'm like you got to be kidding me that's terrible and i kept rewinding it back uh there were actually i think we've reviewed something and i was saying that the amount of times i paused this and had to rewind i have to go back through our episodes (laughs) and look because now it's going to bug me uh but but yeah another honorable mention was wendell wendell and wild it's a animated movie on Netflix, and it's about uh, basically uh, this little girl who loses her parents in a car accident, and then Wendell and Wild are her demons or something like that. And I got about like halfway through, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not finishing. I'm not wasting my time. I'm done." That's an honorable <laughs> mention. I don't know if you want to technically, if I should consider that the worst one since I didn't actually finish it. At least with Fantastic Beasts, I finished it. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't what know. else was terrible last? I, I think Black Panther was bad. Um, I didn't watch Thor: Love and Thunder and Doctor Strange. So. All right, calm down now. Those are just honorable mentions. Well, what was your worst movie. It's the one you didn't mention. What did I did I not mention? Coming in at the tail end of 2022 is the worst movie I saw, The Glass Onion. <laughs> oh. oh, man, you finally sat down and watched that, I did, huh? yes. Um, hang on, I'm bringing, I'm bringing the glass. It is a pretty bad movie. It's not just pretty bad, dude. It is a piece of crap that is pulling the wool over a lot of people's eyes the same way that a lot of uh, Ryan Johnson stuff does where they think that they're they're watching this thing and they believe that it is significantly more intelligent than it actually is <laughs> and then and then when you point when you point out because this is the thing the thing that's been running around uh, uh-huh. with this movie this is the like common defense of this movie 
um, when you point stuff out where it's like, well, it was stupid that this happened or it was stupid that uh, the way that Daniel Craig went about trying to solve this stuff. Like, how did he know any of these things? Like, they never give you answers to any of this stuff. He just he just like knows stuff, right? Because the script needs him to know things so that they can move forward. Um, and then they go, well, it, it's supposed to be stupid. That's the point. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right. Ridiculous. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It's it, I specifically hated the cause typically when it comes to murder mystery. The thing is, is that multiple events are happening and you're following along, picking up clues. I'm going to make this very simple along and along the way, trying yourself as the as the viewer to figure out what's going on. Right. Whereas with this, it was completely out of left field that something brand new information came in that you would not have been able to figure out any other. Kind yes, of way. exactly. Not only that, but the movie goes out of its way to lie to you about that information. Yes, it does. So t- typically, and I know, uh, and I'll get to a, I, I won't necessarily say it's a compliment, but there is like, there is a an idea in this movie. There's an, I, there's an idea here that could, could have worked. I got the perfect analogy of Ryan... Uh, Johnson as a director you ready for this yeah. it's like there's people who prank typically I see it with husbands pranking their wives uh, to where it they get this there's this there's this viral video of this guy got like a, a fake I'm not stuff stuff uh, version of his child like a baby doll yeah. almost and you know he's acting like he was holding the child on top of the stairs right and then the the stuff baby doll was right there and he quickly let his kid down held uh the baby doll and then flung it over the uh railing as he was talking to his wife and his wife starts freaking out and then he starts dying laughing and everything and it's like see i tricked you well yeah no crap like that's you know what i mean that's not funny it's like of course i would have thought that was my child you know what i mean yeah. that's kind of how i see ryan johnson as the director he just like, he likes not very tricky like that's just no no it's not cle- it's not clever yeah. If the movie lies to the audience but About tells them seeing. yeah and then goes, "Oh, see, you were wrong." It's like, "Well, the information that we were given." And it's here's the thing, and this is this is something that uh Mahler brought up. Um when you watch a mystery movie, there's a difference between the person who turns out to be the killer, like them specifically lying to you, right? versus the movie lying to you yeah and the thing that's so frustrating about this movie one of the many things is that the movie itself like the script itself intentionally lies to you about the facts and there's one specific instance and i I won't spoil too much about it but there's a sleight of hand trick that gets played uh about (laughs) halfway dude oh my god don't even talk like we can get into the pacing (laughs) bro that movie's so stupid he okay, so there's a sleight of hand thing that happens. Yeah, we're gonna stop. Spoilers going forward. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna this. Well, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm not gonna say. Well, oh God, I can't even recommend this movie. Like, unless you're just unbelievably curious no, about it. See, I will say this: I enjoyed it from laughing at how bad it was. To me, it Dude. was like I don't even know how you bad entertainment that. for me specifically. Because I was like, there's no way. It is made. It's just, it's, 
it lies to you about being a murder mystery because it's not even really a murder mystery. It's not because the thing what happens is is that you have the first forty five minutes to an hour of this movie that's just kind of there and and I guess the if you were trying to argue with this you'd be like well they're doing character development well none of these characters are developed at all mm-hmm. they're they're all the most like I I mean I haven't seen uh, characters ni- of you know uh, different stereotypes yeah yeah you basically have your politician you have your dumb rich lady who like famous Celebrity. lady you literally have scientist man. Like when he gets introduced, they they remind you like four times that he's a scientist. You have then you got the red pill guy, the red pill guy, and his ethought girlfriend, the red pill uh, uh, social media creator, and his ethought girlfriend. Yep. Yeah, and then you have um, our, I mean, even um, Daniel Craig's character. It's like, oh man, that southern accent, man. And the way they um, they set him up where he's supposed to be crazy intelligent, but then he can't that his whole like the whole crux right of his personality or whatever is that he has a hard time uh, doing like simple mysteries or whatever. And they're like, oh, I don't like Clue. And they're they're like, oh, he doesn't understand Among Us. And it's like, but if you're just if you're just a person like it doesn't it doesn't make sense for his character yeah. at all that he wouldn't not un- only- like he wouldn't be good at clue it's like dude you literally deduct things for a living that's you there's this line that's in the movie job. yeah there's a line in the movie where the girl is like the the main girl she goes i i looked up on google world's best detective and you came up but you're not good at all of this other stuff you can't figure these things out because it was too simple because it was stupid like it's Ridiculous. oh my gosh how this he is, just happened to be conveniently had that hot sauce on him right when she got shot and that, how that bullet conveniently oh shot my her in the book but yet just so y'all know uh, i would say 9.9 times out of 10 that's not going to stop that bullet oh she would have been dead yeah yeah she first of all and, she wouldn't have been able to get kept, up yeah. Let alone survive. Yeah. And then he keeps the one thing that could have incriminated or uh, the, the villain of the story, Edward Norton, Edward Norton's character keeps the one thing uh, that proves his his guilt instead of just immediately burning it. Yeah. Well, not not. Yeah. No kidding. And then uh, we'll we'll go with the well, he was stupid argument for a second with that, because that's the logic Like he was too dumb to realize that. But then she was too dumb to not get that thing near him where he does finally do that. And then the the, dude. Okay, so for those of you who haven't seen this, I'm going to explain the ending of this movie to you. (laughs) So this whole thing is is wrapped up in supposedly being a murder mystery which i think i could if i had enough time i think i could sit down and argue that it's just not because they don't do anything that like allows you to develop an actual argument before like if you were to sit down and watch this and before the big like the reveal of like who the the killer is or whatever happens if you were to what? sit down and be like I'm not going to let you see anything beyond this now mm-hmm. let's let's talk now I know you're you got yes you were right about that and I what I'm saying is like based on on what is in the movie not like outward situations or like ideologically like Ryan Johnson and you know all that kind of stuff 
What I'm saying is like if you were to sit and you had someone sit down and watch this and you were just like, I we're gonna watch this up to a point, and I want you to tell me, trying to deduct from everything that you've seen, who killed Dave Batista, right? Mm-hmm. I just I, I don't know if anyone could actually do it. Yeah. Now now there's one thing that might give it away, but you would have to have gotten really lucky and it's a sleight of hand thing, right? Right. That moment, which I didn't I didn't even see it. Right. And so unless you because it's like a frame. So you might have noticed that. But if you if if for whatever reason you weren't paying attention at the time or like you just happen to be looking at something else. I mean, when you a lot of the time when you first go through a movie, you're not going to pick up on every little detail of every little thing that's going on. And so then the movie lies to you and tells you that that's not the case. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you might get lucky if you were just to take take a guess, right? And you have some sort of idea um, of how these mo- like Ryan Johnson thinks and the way these movies work. It it's pretty obvious who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, is that the movie after that happens basically jumps in to just this massive exposition. Of telling you everything step by step. Yes, like and a, it just a, jumps ahead, and then and it tells it, you the story become, again. A murder mystery is right at that point when it transitions to actually there's an identical twin. And it's just and like, it, oh, okay. Like, oh, man. This, Dude, I, I'm, we were driving from the grocery store back home and we were just uh, deciding on what to watch. And, or no, we had already decided that we were going to watch Glass Onion. And I said to my wife, I was like, I'm guarantee it. Edward Norton's going to be the villain. And she said, how do you know that? We haven't even watched it yet. And I was like, if I know Ryan Johnson and if I know Hollywood like I do, I'm telling you he's the villain. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like you, the, the thing that you could, I guess, like argue about the movie is that he's trying to go for this thing where it's like none of these people are really good. good. Like yeah. they're, they're all kind of terrible in their own way. And they were all at the very least potentially going to be murder. Not all of them, but like the like scientist man was yeah. going to put a lot of people's lives on the line and the, the uh the governor lady who was running for senate i think um she was going to put people's lives in danger mm-hmm. um and uh, dude oh there's so much and then about the this celebrity didn't care about people working the sweatshop sweat dude shops. oh my gosh it just uh, people think this movie is smart no. i don't and know then how wh- nobody dies at uh, the end when this highly right. combustible Oh Nash, yeah, yeah. Right? The, the hydrogen Explode. bomb basically goes yeah. off. <laughs> it's like everybody conveniently lives. Yeah, uh, and so there's in in storytelling, there's this thing called contrivances, right? Mm-hmm. And it t- it typically gets used, and this is something that I, I I some of my favorite things to talk with you about are things that are typically used as a negative, um, that are more they're more neutral. So a contrivance is, is essentially something that happens in a story that moves the story forward. Um, when it gets used as a negative, like, oh, man, that's so contrived. Uh, that's this movie all the way through. Every little thing about this is just like, like the whole dude, if um, I wanna, uh, if Daniel Craig's character, if, if he just was never allowed onto uh, the island, None of this would have ever happened. Like you know how he get he like gets there and he's like, "What are you doing here?" Um, and then like I guess at some point he has this plan, uh, to to kill like Edward Norton has this plan to kill Dave Batista. Why 
if you were going to do that, would you let, even as a very stupid person, right, you, you have to have enough common sense. Like Edward Norton, so they keep telling you that he's like an idiot, yeah. but there's stuff in the movie that contradicts that. So like he's just not that smart. Yeah. But even with kind of what the movie is actually telling us about Edward Norton's character, you'd think he'd have enough sense to be like, well, I'm planning to do this thing. Maybe I need to get rid of uh, the, detective. the detective, the guy who could figure out what was going on. <laughs> the first. best detective in the world. Dude, or one of them. Right. <laughs> there's probably don't have him. Yeah. There's this like whole thing. Dude, I, the part where they get on the boat, which is actually what this frame is from right before this, they all get there. And this is happening during Rona. And they're all they all come up wearing masks. And of course, like the red pill guys doesn't have one on. And the celebrity lady is basically she's like wearing she's wearing something. But it's like that. that It's nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just like he doesn't he's not even really like saying anything. That's the thing is like Ryan Johnson strikes me as someone, especially within his writing. He just like he will not go that step further to be like. These are specifically the people that I'm talking about. Like he won't throw a, he won't actually throw a real punch. You know, he's like yeah. hiding his hands a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. aren't I clever? And it's like, no, dude. It's like you just made really bad characters. It's like yeah. you're not a good writer. Like, cut, like cut it out. Um, but they they all get there, and then this uh, this oh, uh, Ethan Hawke comes out of nowhere, and he's basically like, hello and welcome, and he like slaps a like thing on their wrist, and then he has this little like. <laughs> this little like gun and it's he shoots something oh, yeah. in their mouth and they're like oh and then they like put the mask on but the, one of them's about to put the mask back on he's like you don't need that anymore and they're like what he's like you don't need that anymore and then like daniel craig is just like oh yeah okay yeah and i'm like dude just why okay. would you not be more curious about what this is about it's like they shot in your mouth yeah that like, you're absorbing into your body like this guy knows that one of these people Right, cause it, it, we don't know it at the time when we first see this, but Daniel Craig is aware that someone mm-hmm. e- who is either going on this boat or um, Edward Norton's character, someone has killed the main character's sister. He knows this already, and yet he makes decisions constantly that go against the fact that he knows that. Yeah, it's it's unreal. So, and then it's so funny too because like they couldn't like Ryan Johnson couldn't even. Um, actually, like, stick with like letting her die, and then like him having to uh, deal with the consequences of of his actions in that. Yeah. It's all just kind of this. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but like I, it's contrived, I couldn't. As you said I couldn't believe. Like, I I just was like, dude, that was the longest two hours and 19 minutes. I I think I'd rather watch Black Panther again. I agree with that. Black Panther is better than that. That's for sure. I I just <laughs> except for that first act. That first act. The only reason why I say is because you can you can barely see it. Other than that, you know, yes. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just there's a couple like if I'm if I'm being if I'm trying to be like Steel Man for the movie a little bit. Okay. There's like a few bits that kind of work. So the opening thing where they're all they all they're all getting the puzzle boxes, mm-hmm. and then the um what we we don't know who it is at the time really we think it's a specific character um she gets her puzzle box and she just takes the hammer and just like busts it open i i went all right i was like i love that that was great and i because i'm and i'm trying to be fair because obviously i don't really care for ryan johnson but it's like 
listen. That was a nice touch. You you did something that I think dramatically for the situation works really well because all these people are trying so hard to solve this thing and she's to just solve like nah. the riddle of the, of the mystery box to open to get the invitation and uh-huh. she just takes the hammer yeah and just completely yeah. destroys and it. and again there's little things like that and and there's some stuff in this that if if we were to like really go through it mm-hmm. there are ideas that in a better movie could work but yeah. the, the problem is is like there's no one you're really rooting for like there's really He's really lost his touch since the last Jedi. Oh yeah, he's definitely yeah lost. <laughs> I mean, dude, he just, just unbelievable. Like, there were parts in it that worked, you know, for me. But it's just, I think the downfall, uh, other than the blatant lying in the script to the audience, is the coming out of left field with the identical sister. Oh, it's uh, contrived. That's that that because it's just yeah. contrived. You're like you're kidding, right? Because yeah. we don't have any we don't have any of this information. Uh, as far as I'm aware, there's not even like a clue to that being the case until the movie decides it wants to reveal that to you. Yeah. And then it, sh- it the movie the second half of this movie is literally just them going back through and showing you the same scenes again but what actually happened and that's why i'm saying so much of the first half of this movie is just lying to you yeah it's like an unreliable narrator murder mystery (laughs) you know what i mean yeah and then and then halfway or or close 60 percent of the way through the movie they come in the reliable narrator steps steps in yeah it's like well this is actually what was going on and you're like this is not oh man you know and it's so funny too to like Ryan Johnson. Um, it says that he like really likes the murder mystery genre or whatever. And I'm kind of like, dude, I don't, I don't really know if you do. Like, this doesn't strike me as as something that. Yeah, that script needed better work. Well, this thing is like he has been known not to uh, redraft his uh, his scripts. Really? What's up, pop culture? Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'd have to go back and check for certain. I think the Last Jedi never got redrafted. I think it was a, and if it did, it got drafted once. So basically, they wrote it, looked over and went, "Yeah, that's good," and then did the movie. And Man. typically, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're ac- you you're actually supposed to sit down and consider the things that you're writing i just want to start trolling people and talk about how great the last jedi is now that's what i'm gonna do but yeah i know that he should actually consider what he's writing i mean that's just standard basic english and so if if what you're saying is true and that he's not even doing that i mean um, with all your papers you're supposed to do that you know you have your rough draft and you go through it and you know let other people too who's reading it who have a fresh perspective come in and say i don't know if this exactly works you know what i'm saying yeah like there's a team involved team aspect to it you know i mean you don't want to have too many voices in the room right you know what i mean but yeah you what you what you really want is you want someone to look over for inconsistencies uh you want them to ask questions about certain things right uh and it depends on the movie that you're making right so writing i say this a lot but writing marriage story 
isn't going to be the same thing as writing the Star Wars sequel trilogy or uh, writing a script for um, a Lord of the Rings prequel right? or another fantasy genre series that is like about very coming depth. together to overcome a impossible threat to the realm. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Not not everything. Not every movie is the same as far as script wise. And but it's a, it's a it's a lie. This the title of this movie is a lie. A knives out mystery. It's not a it's not a mystery. <laughs> All right. Well, you ready to get on to the worst TV show? Yeah. Um, I think you can probably guess what mine was going to be, but my worst TV show of 2022 was by far and away the rings of power out of all the crap i'm shocked shows, i'm shocked that was the crappiest <laughs> yeah i the smelliest the stinkiest uh just the worst i haven't thought about it much since we finished reviewing it um i i try and make it a joke in any way that i can <laughs> depends on what come comes up throughout the day like well we have uh, week, somebody created a fake instagram account right to spam people yeah and so they were sending people we had people uh, of my wife and uh we had some people message us to be like hey there's this account they're sending me this link and i said you know made a post and by hey guys please report this um you know the link they're sending is probably to hack your account uh or it's a link to the rings of power which is worse and so just you know i i think about it from time to time because it's just amazing you know for me the fall not that I don't understand the argument could be made that Blood Origin is worse, but the the fall, the pinnacle of your writing Tolkien is up here, right? And just the fall for me with this TV show is just greater than with Blood Origin. Yeah, so expectation. Yeah, the, the standard that should be there, not expectation. The standard that should be there for me regarding Rings of Power is different than with blood origin both should be good there's still a standard but i'm gonna have a higher expectation with the rings of power yeah i i I think that is completely fair um i uh the the interesting thing is that both this and blood origin are technically prequels they're they're like you could almost call them origin stories if you wanted to um they they can fit into that category um they, they both just blatantly make stuff up about the origins of these two uh, massive fantasy uh, mediums, worlds. Yeah, yeah, fantasy worlds, um, <laughs> and they all look the they look the same. I think so, one of the like, problems yeah. with trying to make these movies and TV shows uh, diverse in the context of the LA zip code is that everyone just looks the same, and there's no like diversity can work within the world that you're trying to set it in, you know, even coming from their perspective, right? If they're going to just, okay, we're not going to worry about what the author set out. You could still meet may each group distinct. And uh, since you're typically in these shows covering a more pre uh, a medieval time period, uh, a lot of people weren't homogeneous. And so, you know, you, just making them the stink and stand out to where you know which faction is which. You get what I'm saying? 
like when they come in battle, when you're going to when, for the world building. One of the things we talked about in our Witcher review is that every uh, kingdom looked the same. All the buildings, the people, just everything looked the same. Yeah. And it was hard to distinguish. And so there's no defining feature about the culture that you're trying to set off with. And mm. along with that, we also talked about other ways for if they really wanted to do that diversity. They could stick to what the author's saying. Just start getting authors from Africa that talk about the folklore in Africa, from Asia, you know, from India, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's a double-edged sword to a degree because their excuse, and I think it is just purely an excuse, is that it's because there's not specific IPs that come, like because Lord of the Rings isn't in like an African epic. Yeah. They just if they were trying to make to write something like that, it would be really hard to get it greenlit because it's not a potential guarantee for yeah, return on investment. Yep. Yeah. It's um, more riskier. It's hard work. The and a lot of these people they take the known IPs and they already have a script made that's independent of the IP, and then they just copy and paste names and settings and locations basically within the script they already had made that they couldn't get invested in beforehand. But I don't know, man. I mean, I know Lord of the Rings was really popular before those movies came out, but if we're being totally fair, I I think that that trilogy really just, it brought Lord of the Rings back into the public eye in a way that had they never made those, like, I'm not sure it would ever have exactly been the same. You know? I can't speak to it because I don't know the numbers prior to the movies coming out. Um, I know they were; it was obviously extremely, extremely popular. Of course. Uh, but I don't know as far as how much the movies helped. I'm, I'm sure it greatly helped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is just like it, it's not that it wasn't popular before, but like taking it, putting it in that medium, opening it up to a lot of people who yeah. may, may have, have never been reading you know because i get just the same way like when the harry potter movie started coming out i guarantee you mm-hmm. that was something that helped launched uh like launch those books because i don't think i because like i had heard about them but i don't think i started reading them until after i saw the first movie mm. um probably with the lord of the rings movie i think it put it more in the public eye so yeah I, right. back into the public eye i should say yeah and so definitely probably greatly help the ip and uh, also because yeah. it was good yes yep so and i just I, that's not something you see a lot now because stuff it's, kind of is just rare it's, it's like well, lightning in the bottle you know it's a rare occurrence yeah i, I think also they just the, the problem is is that you have stuff like harry potter and lord of the rings that sort of lead mm-hmm. the charge and then you have a million other franchises that are uh, that come after that, and they're all trying to get that exact same like res like resonance with audiences. Yeah. So like even the whole like Hunger Games craze and like all the stuff that came after that, you had all of this fantasy, all of the stuff trying to regain the popularity of Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, and none of it was ever really able to do that. Or Game of Thrones, and now you have shows trying to recapture their popularity. Yeah, they're basically trying to turn all of this stuff into Game of Thrones, and yep. it's like. If it's not that, don't don't do it like that. Yep. Just make your own TV show. Yeah, you just need to. St- that's why people are all. Why we say and why people are always saying like stick closer to the source material, 
because it's already there for you. You mm-hmm. already have it, and and we've talked about it. Um, but there's there's reasons why pace for pacing reasons you have to leave out a lot of the first half of Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> it just you're not going to get anybody to sit through that. It's just I love Tolkien. <laughs> that first the first half of that book for a lot of people is very hard to read. It's funny because so HBO came out on your point that they pitched to the Tolkien estate to remake the Lord of the Rings, but doing it as a TV show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was talking with Kayla with my wife about this a few weeks ago and she I said to her, I actually understand that standpoint. I think that's that's fine and that's possible in the sense that there's so much that Peter Jackson just couldn't cover in the movies sure. that they could go into. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and take more of their time with and and even in a lot of ways be more faithful to the source material than Peter Jackson yeah. was. I, um, I still think you get two episodes, maybe three max of the first half of Fellowship and yeah. you have to do the rest, the the last half of that book because you just... You think so? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot... Of, and again, don't get me wrong, because there's an argument to be made that... Uh, I mean, because there's a lot of really interesting world building as far as Hobbiton and meeting the Hobbits and doing mm-hmm. all of that. Um, but there's a point where you just got to kind of be like, all right, we, we need to move forward with this. Um, yeah. Because once well, you do tom bombadil the bearer right sure but it's got to be like an episode yeah you know what i mean like you have what you You would you probably and i'd have to sit you know it's one of those things where you would actually again this is how it really should be done but you sit down and you go okay maybe the first episode is just introducing the hobbits and we try we say like look we're sticking very close to the original book but -hmm. you do as much as you can in the first episode maybe roughly an hour like if they were going to be rings of power long episodes so like right around that actual hour mark the first episode is just the hobbits you're introducing each of them you're showing who they are you're showing their different uh interactions with each other and their different personalities you have your main cast right and you work that out even if you have to kind of adjust certain things from the book specifically to get that done in the first episode i don't really think that's that much of a problem you know it's like mm-hmm. when you get to the point where it's like you're not even allowed to make little adjustments just so the episode flows better it's like you're getting into purist territory that's like mm-hmm. okay go away yeah next episode they meet bombadil you let that play out and then you have them leave and he saves them in the third one and maybe that's only even half the episode because I yeah. think you have to get Strider into that. You have to really start getting some of the other cast into that. Amping things up. Yeah, because you, I mean, it's just. You don't want to slog too much. Exactly. There's only so much of that that I think anyone is going to be willing to stand because it still has. That's why pacing is important. And you really have to like some of that comes in with editing. Some of that just comes in with making sure that your script is tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like there are just certain things that you're going to have to get to um with your pacing and unfortunately that means that from a book perspective there's things that have to get cut Um, and again we talk about it all the time that's something peter jackson actually understood because he spends a lot of time with that stuff but he does it in a way that is so uh like thoughtful and i know it's not 100 percent accurate to the book um but there are things that he does that shows you the personalities of 
characters and it switches little things but stays it mostly you, truthful to to how it was originally done yeah. um, it, it stays you know, the Tolkien themes and spirit and he's loyal and every decision has an intention about it to honor Tolkien in the books even if he has to change it because of the medium right uh, and you may not agree with those decisions but he's not trying to come from the perspective of let me insert postmodernism in here. Yeah. Let me insert my ideology into here. And that's what the Rings of Power reeks from is that it's created from the postmodernist lens point, you know, point of view, uh, rather than from Tolkien's conservative worldview, how he wrote the world and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. And again, that's because, you know, he stands in stark contrast to Hollywood. You know, he stands for everything they hate. Yes. Well, are you ready? Are you ready for mine? I'm ready. Hang on. House of the Dragon. No, we're doing worse first, right? No. Uh, dude, honestly, I thought about pulling like a, a small uh, upset and just doing episode nine of House of the Dragon. <laughs> So what's your uh, drum roll? What's your worst TV show? Drum roll. Hang on. (laughs) Worst television show of 2022 is The Wheel of Time. (laughs) (laughs) Amazon making both lists. Yes. Now, unfortunately, that looks terrible on on the screen because I didn't pre-plan some of this. Okay, so I know you haven't read... Or watched. Or watched the show. Um, Watching the show, surprising to you maybe, would give you no indication of how the first book goes. Because if they haven't just paced this to the point where they speed through a massive first book in, I think it's eight episodes in the first Mm -hmm. season, um, they finish the first book technically in like the first six episodes <laughs> dude i kind of now it's really okay so we were just talking i was literally we were just talking about how sometimes for the sake of pacing and the sake of interesting television or movies mm-hmm. sometimes you have to take certain things and you need to move them around a little bit to add maybe like dramatic effect or um just Again, for like for pacing reasons, because it'll work a little bit better if you reveal certain things earlier on in a show than you do in um, the book. Right. Because the the books are very linear. It, they the first one is almost ex- not exclusively, but it, it's it's from like a couple characters perspectives. OK. Almost to the point of being linear until there's a moment of them of the this group of friends getting broken up and even after that it's still almost exclusively from one perspective and it hops around just a little bit for uh certain storytelling purposes i think it works pretty well um (laughs) dude (laughs) so this this show in particular Mm -hmm. and i honestly could potentially argue that this show has more of an ideological bent with the script writers than rings of power did. Oh man, that's bad because they do this. So, Oh man, it would take forever to kind of explain 
all of this. Um, Because that first book is like, it's pretty thick. Like, there's a lot of lore. There's a lot of information about different characters and and different, like... uh, groups of people uh you know you have like your your magic users and they're women and then there's like different um uh variations of them because they all fall into like different categories almost like mm-hmm. the the wizards in lord of the rings so you you know you had like blue wizards white wizards gray yeah. wizard like that so they have that it's it's a little more um egalitarian might be the right word so it's like they are all like th- there are some of them that are more powerful than others but they're col- color different did like, you say gallic uh, egalitarian. egalitarian so it's like very equal. oh i can't watch it now so but this is this is this very specific like group of of women and so you have like blue green red and each of them have like slightly different almost like uh uh not political bents you could almost say that but that each each group is determined you pick like your color based on something very specific that you're trying to accomplish um <laughs> anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so the show in, has, instead of following the script, has decided that it's like it, it, it. It's almost like they took very specific points that they knew that they could not get away from. Otherwise, they wouldn't really have a show. And then they just wrote their own show over the top of it. And this isn't, dude, we're not even talking about, like, Second Age. There's not a ton of source material for that. Like, we're talking about something that is um, a 13-book series. I'm pretty sure it's 13 books. Someone can, uh, like, the Green Lantern. I think it's, like, 14. It's 13 and a prequel. So, like, the the original books. So, you have a lot of material to work with. The, the first book, there's plenty of stuff like that you could make a television series work with that and you yep. can ebb and flow. You can have your exciting moments and your quiet moments. You can build up each of these characters. Um, there's very, oh dude, there's like very specific reasons that the main, they're called Aes Sedai. They're the magic, the magic users. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Moraine, who goes to the specific village, um, she is very like intentional in the book about why she's going there she's looking for very specific people and she's looking for men specifically because men technically quote unquote and this is and i haven't gotten through the entire series but like they're not supposed to use magic like it's sort of like a taboo thing within the world Mm -hmm. though it seems more like it's something that happened based off of uh almost like politics than it was anything else like some right. some weird stuff going on and uh groups of uh magic users like wiping men out uh mm-hmm. and causing problems because of that there's all these like weird little things that are going on throughout that that I think are really cool um but they just go no and they go well the 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 dragon reborn which is supposed to be sort of like the savior of the world essentially um th- they're like it could be a man or a woman, which is just like totally goes in the face of how the books are written because you already I have don't understand that, uh, yeah. man. why the why do these showrunners and writers insist on changing the source material to the fundamental elements of the source material? We're not talking about these, you know, m- minor to maybe medium things. Right. 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 Talking about the major, you know, the the foundation that sets the house changing it right Mm -hmm. and the pillars and everything and so i i I just i I know why i know i I don't understand it's like even though i know why i still can't 
ascertain and understand uh, mentally nor in my heart why they would approach it that way. Because like even okay, I don't care anything about the Wheel of Time. If I was to get hired to do a show on the Wheel of Time or a movie, right? I would study my butt off on the books, right? And I would try to be as faithful to the source material as possible and try to create an enjoying an experience that's enjoying for fans of the books along with bringing in a new audience, right? And I, well the thing is is that I think if they had done this properly, the new audience would have just come anyway. Yeah, exactly. The, that's what happens, right? Yeah. And man, it's they do. Oh, dude! So the first, <laughs> the first, it, it frustrates me, dude. I the, just don't understand. Yeah, they speed through uh, the opening too. Like, there's mm-hmm. all of this character development and all of this build up and establishing um, each one of the main characters and their personalities in the book. In this, they rush through it all. Everybody is like a blank slate. the 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 main character. Um, who who ran? Who's supposed to be your? He, you know, he's the one that the the story in the books is basically being told through. Like I said, it jumps around a little bit, but you spend a lot of time with him. Um, and he uh he has a relationship with one of the girls in the village. Now they're all supposed to be sixteen, seventeen, around that age. Well, in the show, for whatever reason, they decide to up their ages like ten years for all of them and it like throws off a lot of stuff and it's very it's just very weird the way that they decided to handle it i I think a lot of the design i I don't know if they have any of the pictures of the trollogs on here so the trollogs are basically they're not exactly the same but if you think about like orcs and lord of the rings Mm -hmm. just that's essentially what you're getting they're they're this universe's version um typically they look like uh um they're like humanoid animals, big like humanoid monstery type animals. So they have like okay. the the faces of wolves or eagles or you know, pig or animal. So right. they they're really generic in this. They remind me. They almost look more like something that would be designed for Doom mm. uh, than they do for this show. <laughs> um, they're really gross and sweaty looking, and and I, I know it's like to some degree you could probably you know it's like art artistic license or whatever when making that but i just they're kind of nasty looking and you know there's a there's a character in the first book that is introduced pretty late and ran uh mistakes him for a trollic uh and it they did a uh, they did a really bad job of connecting that in in the show because he kind of doesn't he doesn't like look like that at all. They don't look any. He doesn't because the idea. Yeah, the idea uh, is casting. That, yeah, well, it, it's not. It, yeah, it's just and design. It's just design, I think, because yep. the idea is supposed to be that he like sees um, uh, this character for the first time and he, he like gets freaked out at first because he mistakes him for a trollic. But then, like when uh, you see him in the show, you're just sort of like, he doesn't look like that hell spawn. <laughs> like what? <laughs> And it this is this is good episode. I'm glad we're covering all of this. Yeah, because you know, we haven't talked about uh, a lot of this actually. So um, it's nice. There's some other stuff that I would have to spend a little bit more time reading reading up on Wheel of Time and getting further through. Yeah. Um, to be able to talk like really really in depth about some of the like the designs and some of um the 
because I know there's some Production people that, set, that know setting, about this. Stuff. Yeah, the setting, um, the certain the, like the, factions that are in it, and whether or not uh, is it just because the the inspiration is all it, it's very like Eastern religion, so it's like ta- okay. time is uh, circular. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the big things is that um, you know the ages come and go, but you know the wheel of time never stops spinning. So it's like people who were called one thing in one age are essentially like reincarnated in other ages and that's ah. that was what he wanted to do for sort of his like a big piece of his world building right um and uh so there's some there's a lot of like eastern influence uh, but i'm i would have to look into it a little bit more about what what the original design for like some of the weaponry was supposed to be or, or the way that certain factions are described um and if it's a little more like multicultural because the show not the books the show has a massive spoiler in the last episode for the books like dude it is mind-blowing that they would have done that in the first season that's awesome well at least now people can't get mad at you for your witcher review of season two it's unreal that they they went ahead and did that like they were pushing so hard like they they cut if i remember correctly yeah from from the first book they instead of following the path of the way that things are supposed to go mm-hmm. in that they like combine certain areas into like one setting just to like save time there's there's an episode in it that i'm pretty sure is completely made up like just <laughs> almost 100% fabricated just based on what I'm, I'm remembering about how things uh, happen throughout the story and like our well, main our main heroine yeah she is supposed to be described in the way that, that she's written in um, in the book as someone that the main like cast of characters is kind of um, they're unsure about her Right. And how like is she kind of more um, like ethically gray um, dude. But there's some stuff that she does in this that it's just like, why would they ever follow her? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, of I don't, course there is. Uh, yeah. So there's this like um, you want to get into the top after this. The what? The top shows and movies. I'm just keeping up with time is all. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. I was going to let you finish your thought, though. Actually, I want to get into the other honorable mentions of worst TV shows, too. Um, okay. But the... Uh, yeah, she, like... They... Oh, let me mention this, too. This is the last thing. Um, so she murders someone mm-hmm. that she does not murder in the Quite book. Quite naturally. Yeah. And another character has a made-up wife, wasn't in the book at all, and, and I actually may have mentioned this to you the first time we talked about this because I only made it through the first three episodes when I originally sat down to watch this. Um, one of the main characters, they just give him a wife who's a completely like generic character. <laughs> and he kills her in the first episode. I'm pretty sure it's the first episode. Just accidentally kills her and she's gone. And I'm like, why? And then so now he has this like completely contrived reason for certain things happening that were never necessary to begin with. Mm. And it's almost like they believed that his 
original, like a lot of the stuff that happens to him in the first book, that that wasn't enough of a plot point for him. So they had to give him a fake wife that he accidentally kills. (laughs) Of course they did. Of course they did. It wouldn't be Amazon if they didn't do that. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, um, so I do want to mention, because I don't know if you had anything else. Okay. Um, I, I got to give a, a mention for my third one to uh, Callisto Protocol, which I never actually ended up playing, thank the Lord. Um, but talk about a disappointment in the year when they're like from the creators of Dead Space and they're coming out with this thing that's supposed to be uh, very reminiscent of that. Uh, and it's a, right. it's a piece of garbage. So. Well, I don't think my book that I read this year actually came out this year, so I won't mention it. So it'd be fine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not keeping up the dates of books. I'm just buying books, bro. Come on now. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll just do a podcast. No agenda. There we go. Uh, and Mo Facts, too. So that works. It's, oh, no, not works. Dude, not works, we're, not in not works. The- we're in the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Uh, now I don't. I try not to read terrible books. That's one thing I don't want to invest my time like that. But uh, honorable mention for worst TV shows go to the Halo TV show. Oh, dude, that you was pretty, that, that was pretty bad. Yeah, Kenobi. It got even better. And then <sighs> you know, Rings of Power was the worst. But then to finish off the year on a high note, Blood Origin. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a dark time for fantasy, man, and not in a good way. (laughs) But there are some redeeming aspects of fantasy that came out this year that we will talk about when we get to the top TV show. We'll do top movie. The top movie for me this year that I watched, surprisingly, was on the streaming service I I think I dislike the most. I think is the worst, I should say, which is Netflix. All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. I think that's the best. It just resonated with me on a deep level and kept me... I I was immersed in the story and in the world in front of the screen. And I just... I haven't... Outside of House of the the Dragon and another TV show, um, I just... I haven't been into a movie... I think even more so I was more immersed in it than House of the Dragon. Dang. Um, Like, it just really got me to the core. Like, this is exactly, you know, the the themes in it, the the themes of the reality of what war is really like and how the propaganda affects uh, a lot of the the soldiers that enter in and specifically regarding World War One and the propaganda, which was definitely happening on both sides. But uh, from, you know, the Germans, the German lens and just the, so you don't just get the reality of war. You get that brutality from the psychological end, uh, the mental and emotional, along with the physical. Right. Yeah. And the torture that they have to endure. Uh, and then you get kind of how, you know, you have the sleazy general who he, do, he doesn't care about protecting his soldiers lives. Right. And doing what's best for them. He cares about himself and his legacy because of the legacy of his father. Right. And it just kind of shows the the many aspects that, you know, happen during during war. And then you also have the other general uh, or, or person. I can't remember his rank that was trying to get the peace treaty signed that had a son yeah. die in the war. 
and everything like that. I just yeah. I think All Quiet on the Western Front was a superb movie. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was it was great. Uh, I did not pick All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm sure you're surprised, but no. Nah. Um, Honorable mention for me though was Violent Night. Okay. And now that's it for movies in 2022 that came out. There, well, I really didn't watch a lot of good movies that came out in 2022 that I could, that I could remember. I went back through our episodes and I started this year. I'm keeping track of everything that I watched that on, oh, good, on good, a good. specific Google Doc uh, for both movies and TV shows. It's a good idea. But uh, so honorable mention. Now we watched Nobody, The Last Duel, and The Warriors 1979 this year. They're on the list. Nobody came out in 2021. I didn't realize that. The last duel uh-huh. came out at the tail end. Uh, like, literally, I think it was like. Yeah, it was like just November, December. Oh, is that yeah. one, the one you were thinking of earlier when you mentioned that? I'll give you yeah. that. I'll give you that one. That one's that one can be an honorary 2022. Yeah, and I think um, Nobody was the same time frame, wasn't it? No, it came out in March 21. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, nobody's on the list has watched it in 2022. But yeah, the last duel, I really enjoyed it. And then The Warriors 1979 came out in 1979, but I uh, had never seen it before. And David, you're welcome. Cultured me. Yeah. There'll be quite a few of those this year, I think. Yeah. There's some good stuff that's uh, on streaming services that I'm going to try to get you to watch. And I highly recommend you to watch The Last Duel, Nobody, Violent Night, and The Warriors if you Mm. haven't seen it. Mm. All right. All right, David. (laughs) Give us the goods. All right, so. All right, let me guess. Let me guess. Okay, can I do that? <laughs> Build everyone up. Was it bodies, bodies, bodies? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Uh, no. No, it was not. Okay, what was it? Uh, hang on. It was. Let's see, do I have a date for this of when this came out? Uh, okay, this came out in March 25th of 2022, and features features an actress that was in one of the worst shows from this year. <laughs> but this movie, <laughs> not not because of her though, not because of not really because of her. No, you could definitely argue that that was paycheck that happens all the time with people uh the movie is everything everywhere all at once um i typically and i I joke about this all the time with people it it is never my intention that an a24 movie is going to be like my top pick every year yeah uh a lot of the time that just ends up being the case and i i typically try to defend it because i think a24 is one of the only production companies that is giving weird movies and just like interesting stuff being creative yeah they're giving them the opportunity to be created um there's a lot of really dumb stuff that comes out of those studios um but and and you know if i could get an honorable mention the northman came out in 2022 um i think that was uh an excellent movie it's just not it's not my favorite movie i think that's one that one is um a little bit well this isn't the most this isn't the easiest movie to digest, but I actually think the Northman is a little more difficult because you kind of mm. go in expecting your typical Viking revenge story. And it's a little more than that. Yeah. Um, but everything everywhere all at once 
is uh, essentially the story of a mother who owns a uh, uh, a laundry a laundromat uh, with her husband. Um, they have somewhat of a, a rough relationship, and then they're with with each other and also with their daughter. And they go to visit the IRS uh, because she has essentially committed tax fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the process of this happening, uh, she meets someone from another dimension. And the movie is a, is a a uh, a multiverse family drama that is also a kung fu movie, um, along with a pretty well done comedy um now i'm not going to give a whole lot away about this because this really is a movie i think people have to experience Mm -hmm. um and you're either going to go out of this being like david you're an insane person why would you recommend this to me um or you're probably going to love it um there's some of the the like best i think like physical comedy i've seen in a while um i think that the choreography is great i think all of the acting is good um it is a very good family drama as well uh and also it deals with a lot of uh interesting themes like regret and um what am i trying to say uh and 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 stuff that's like you know what if i had made essentially like what if i had made a different decision and my life had turned out a certain way mm-hmm. um versus like where you are right now and then like um these the you know the whole idea of of the the multiverse in this is like every every decision that you've made essentially splits off into another universe oh um, that's interesting yeah and so then it has this kind of like matrixy thing going on where there's all of these absurd things that you have to do to um gain abilities from another world like from one of these other dimensions from like someone like a version of you from there and the more absurd the thing that you do is the further you essentially can get slingshot to one of these other multiverses um Uh. so yeah there's like a there you know the kung fu stuff comes in with that um there's and and what's great about this joseph is that they actually explain stuff so so you have the con you have this concept already of like okay there's a multiverse and you if you're tapped into that have the ability to uh, do things that versions of you in the other multiverse can do and then not only do they do that a lot of the times when when she does like the jump uh, to something like that there's backstories on how that version of her got to that specific point so they really do a really good job of covering all their bases um, I think it's this, well thought out exactly this is what I would call a movie that was well scripted so yeah. you you have your your draft and then you redraft until you get to a point where things are very tight. Um, no movie is without its criticism. Um, I think there's obviously room to question uh, certain things and how, how they work um, and decision, like just little decisions that characters make. But other than that, like, man, it is, it's excellent. It's, it really does have a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just like, I don't want to, ru- I don't want to ruin it for anybody because, uh, again, it's well, not. Don't ruin it for me because I haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah, the, it it's one of those things that it's not that if you you knew going in uh, mm-hmm. about some of these things, I don't think it would ruin the experience. It's not it's not a situation of where it's like a twist. It's just, but most of the stuff is 
kind of like for comedy purposes and getting to see it fresh without it like knowing it's coming i i think helps because it, it does get into some like absurdist territory but they even explain like they have like almost lore for why certain universes turned out the way that they did and yeah it's really funny it's really funny um all right that is that's the movie highly highly recommend this um so yeah right now. let's switch it up and we'll do your favorite tv show then we'll do mine <sighs> fine in on the people's voice <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh because i was curious if yours what yours was if it's going to be the same as mine or not it's not i guarantee it's not yeah because mine was really difficult to decide between these two My show of 2022 is Spy Family. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, I'm really happy that there's a piece of media out there in a way that is like as wholesome as this show is. Um, there's a lot of what I would call like ni- it's just nihilistic content. And don't get me wrong. I like some of that stuff. I mean, I think House of the Dragon is uh, is pretty great. Um, I think the the stuff with mm-hmm. Viserys this year is uh, s- just w- one of the best character arcs I've seen in a oh, really, I really, know, really long time. And if if we were doing best character arc of 2022, it would go to Viserys. Yes. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, uh, Viserys uh, or or Patty was Constantine. Yes, you in the undergrounds. Uh, award for best actor in a movie or TV show. Yes, congratulations. Um, I, I don't know how uh, how how many people know this, but one of the things that I, I was on this kick this year was just looking for interesting stories. Um, and we've we've talked about uh, we talked a lot this year about how re- like sort of your generic media they're just not doing it anymore. You know, you had um. Uh, Rings of Power, Blood Origin, Witcher, Halo, right. all of the stuff that should have captured the hearts and minds of not only the people who grew up or that grew up with those things or have like a passion for the original content that the, those shows came from, um, but also like we're good, you know. Um, and so I was like, all right, I've got to figure something out. I got to find good stories. Um, and so, you know, Jake, one of our, our mods and a friend of mine has been harassing me for years, uh, to get back into anime. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I was like, whatever. I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, as some, some people know, uh, I got laid off at the beginning of the year, (laughs) And so I, uh, about a week into that, I was like, well, screw it. I don't have anything else going on right now. So I got a, a Crunchyroll subscription and just started binging anime for like a couple months. Like just, 
you know, even when I was working, like I would just like come home and, and, and I was going through a lot of this stuff, really getting caught up. Um, and a lot of it is because even if I think that from a writing perspective, there's a lot of animes with, uh, like logic issues, right? Some of the best world building currently is coming from Japan some yep. of the best characters are coming from there. You're, I've heard you say that. You're getting you're getting stuff that is just on a different level. It, I would I'll, I'll say this: everything, everywhere, all at once is like kind of on that line of similar writing styles as you get from certain types of anime, where it's a little bit absurd. It's a little bit. Um, like out there and not everybody is going to completely click with it. Um, but if you can get past the fact that it's hand drawn, which is really hard for a lot of people, for some reason, they'd rather sit around and watch like love Island or one of these other shows. Uh, there's a lot to really absorb from that. And there's a reason why when it comes to like the comic book industry, Mm -hmm. manga is absolutely trouncing it right now. Um, and it's because, Honestly, I th- if, if I think the best word to use in this situation is that it's authentic. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just trying to tell these stories. They they have it's it's what we talk about all the time where it's like That's you come nice. you it's come refreshing. up yeah you come up with your plot, you have your characters, and you write scenarios for them, and you're essentially you're trying to make it entertaining, and that's what they're doing. They're not there's there's from typically not an agenda that's trying to be pushed. Um, and man, it's there's just, just trying to tell a good story. Yeah, and man, it's 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 awesome that there's and this is why. Who was it that that said that like anime was demonic? Oh, was it that Matt Walsh? Yeah, I think it was him. <laughs> it's like, bro, you've never seen any of the stuff at all. It's like you you want to talk about stories that are like about heroism and some of them that are about family and spy family in particular, where you have this um, unlikely group of people who come together and they're essentially trying to. Uh, pass as your sort your typical family and each one of them is along the way learning about their role and learning about themselves and I mean there's literally an episode where Yor who's essentially the mother uh, she's kind of like coming to this realization of what it means to be a mother and I'm like you would never never even get close to seeing something like that uh, in in western television or movies or uh, anything of the nature let alone something that is about like a core structure of a fa- like a family unit you know what i mean dude i, th- I think just a still for matt wash I, I think he was joking i also think he was trying to uh, i can't speak to this 100 percent because i'm in the tensions of his heart but be hot like drop a hot take uh but i sent you a video i don't know if, i think i sent it uh through text i've seen but, it i, I saw seen it, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. i saw that i, I hope it whatever video whatever specific anime he was saying is demonic i hope that kid makes him watch it <laughs> well i don't it's the thing is i don't i i i i don't first of all i don't trust him yeah yeah because it's like you again you you know how i am but it's like when you make a statement like that it's like well you better come with something to back that up right it's like I don't know. I, that's a whole other subject for another time. I think Daily Wire is trying really hard to be like there. Oh, I, did, I should have said this about the glass onion thing, too, because I think these this what I'm about to say goes hand in hand with both Daily Wire and Gla- that, that movie. There's this attitude in both of those movies. You know, that meme that's like, hello, fellow young people. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from 
Glass Onion and from yes. the Daily Wire. Yeah. That their attitude, like the, that movie's attitude is very much like, I know pop culture references. I know what Twitch is. Oh, dude, we didn't even talk about that. About him getting Dave Batista set up on Twitch. It's like, what? Did you make an account for him? Right. Does does he not know does he not know how to make an email and get make a password on Twitch <laughs> to get That's started? Fine. Like it's ridiculous. Um but yeah, I just that kind of stuff it's like okay, well, what's your reasoning? And if you just say just because, it's like, well, I'm not we've already we're not on the same page. Like I can't talk to yeah. you about this now. Uh anyway, yeah. That's 2022. I just I'm really glad that there's there's something that came out last year like i said before that is pretty dang wholesome um it's funny uh you know it's a lot of like like weird scenarios and stuff like that just really enjoyed it well once you're done talking to chat i think you'll be surprised with mine it's nice to have a tv show that's wholesome though right or a movie that's wholesome that's also really really good yeah and it's not just like your typical it's wholesome because it's pushed towards children, but the the content within it, it's not trying to be dark and gritty. And because again, I like stuff like that, but sometimes it's nice to have something that is a, a, a little, a little nicer. You know? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've been kind of over this nihilistic. Again, I'm not saying nuance and depth. I'm not saying gray is bad, but this just kind of black pill nihilistic storytelling that's going on, particularly you get with uh, the likes of uh, George R. R. Martin, which again, uh, I'm not saying that doesn't have a time, its time and place, but it's just so much in everything. Uh, and uh-huh. it's like, guys, can we just have some hope? You know what I'm saying? Uh, exactly. Uh, that's, yeah, and yeah, again, yeah. that's that's what I was saying with Violet and I. I felt like they got that that they did it well of of doing a. a like merging the two ideas of uh, you know cynical Christmas movie and then the you know what Christmas is all about the right. Christmas spirit in there right, right and regaining that but okay so this is gonna kind of depend on if you let me have it or not all right so <laughs> we didn't watch this until 2022 keep that in mind and we reviewed it in 2022 but and I would say most people didn't watch it until 2022. It's arcane. And it come out until November 6th. But I was, if you'll let me have it, that was going to be mine. But if not, if you want me to do strict, I have a show. And it was, a, it was, a, I had to pick, but it was really difficult to pick between both of them. But I did mainly just because uh, episode nine of House of the Dragon fell off. And I didn't really think there was a bad episode in arcane. I'll give you arcane. Um, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, it came out November sixth, but I don't think it, it, I don't think anyone really watched it until the new year, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, it was least, about a month. I don't think I watched it until about a month later. Yeah. I, um, it sort of snuck out. It being League of Legends yeah. associated, I was sort of like, oh, I don't really care. Um, Same. But people started talking about it, and then I was just like, all right, fine. And I sat down in December uh, and started watching it because they they did like a weird thing where they did three episodes a week, um, and so it it finished, I guess, in December, right? Um, and so yeah, I just like sat down and watched it, and I was like, holy smokes! I was like, this is really good. And I bet you could go back and find 
those early episodes of the show of the podcast mm-hmm. uh, where we were, where I was talking about it and then got you to watch it uh, and then I think I watched it like three more times like all the way through like I don't watch TV shows quite like that yeah um, and yeah well, I mean I'll give it to you uh, it's yeah because we specifically reviewed it and nobody on January 31st of 2022. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think I had watched it like uh, the week or th- two times the week or two prior. Uh, but so, yeah, no, uh, it was my favorite TV show of 2022 by far. I thought the character writing masterclass and world building character writing storytelling through lines, just payoffs. I mean, geez, there's so many great characters. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> What was that? The trailer for Arcane. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like an ant buzzard. At first, like, eh, wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I. it was the first time in a while at that point that, again, I went through this long season of not being immersed in anything. Mm-hmm. And that was the first mm-hmm. thing I got immersed mm-hmm. in. And so it was just refreshing. It was nice. I didn't feel like they were trying to preach at me i you know i just thought they were just trying to tell a story yeah yeah and you know you really connect with you understand vi and where she's coming from you understand uh vance and where he's coming from Mm -hmm. you understand oh what's uh silco silco and uh jinx i mean echo man really good really good if you haven't seen it go watch it house of the dragon was a close second this honorable mention and then i put the terminal list on there as honorable mention is a good show but uh, arcane took the the top for me yeah yeah it's really it's that, that re, the the it's a a blend you have the redemption arc in there and then you have the tragedy in there too I... you know you have the tragedy of jinx and and, and what happens with her but you have that redemption of Vi in there too mm-hmm. um, I really hope that they manage to keep season 2 wow, dude. on the same level um, I don't know I think we got another year before that even comes out um, yeah I'm more excited for 2024 than I am for stuff this year Yeah, but there are some interesting things coming out this year but I know we still got to get to your top video game, right? Uh, well, it's God of War Ragnarok. I won't spend too okay. much time talking about it because that's what's happening next week. <laughs> yeah, and, we, and the last stream we or the stream before last we spent no, yeah, last stream we spent some time talking about it too. Um, yeah, my favorite podcast, no agenda <laughs> of this year. But yeah, man, I mean, like Arcane, like art, the art in this is probably some of the best that I've seen. Uh, in a long time, um, and the animation. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. That's, yeah, 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 like art direction. Yeah. Um, and the CGI. <laughs> just, 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 oh I my do God. these little things subtly just to have some dry sense of humor with you. Oh my God. Oh man. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, just man, now you got me wanting to go back and watch this again. I know, dude, and get invested. It's just, especially that third episode, spoilers, but man, that that takes you, like they earn that third episode. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It, it's not anything Build that's Build up and done, pay off, man. Yep, that's done to be contrived. It makes perfect sense how they got there and, and why they died and the outcomes from that. 
and the consequences of everything. The consequences that led to that happening um, and then the consequences afterwards. Yeah, I, I just... And there's so many difficult issues they get into the movie with uh-huh. without like they're telling a story they're not trying to get in necessarily get into issues but they could do a good job of getting into issues and explaining it in a, well yeah getting into issues and explaining it in a way that's natural and organic to the story yeah yeah i agree um i can't say enough good things. <laughs> i can't by far the best movie um, i mean tv show it uh yeah it just it definitely uh, hits right. I mean, like, I think there's probably not a character in it that I really disliked, as in, like, I thought they were poorly written. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's characters you dislike, but at the same time, even Silco, like, as the villain, you you understand why he's doing what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you understand, like, even in his own twisted way that he cares about Jinx, um, that he thinks he's doing the right thing. Um and like even with some of the betrayals and man it just dang i can't wait for the next season i can't either it's gonna be great uh hopefully (laughs) i guess i should preface that like hopefully they get it hopefully hopefully they knock it out of the park just like they did with the first season um all right these are the movies um oh yeah 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 i'm curious i'm curious 2023 oppenheimer and dune part two is dune coming out this year Yep, I wasn't November. even sure if it was okay. Hopefully that. Yeah, I think that it's like November twenty third, or it's November something. Maybe the sixth. I don't know. It's in November Sweet. though. I mean, I really liked the first Dune. Um, uh, I I'm going to stay uh, cautiously optimistic about Oppenheimer. Um, yeah. Tenet. I think Tenet is a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I w- that was one of those weird ones. I saw that in theaters. Um, and I was sort of just confused by it at first and I'm thinking like, oh, okay, well, I was like, that stuff was cool. And then I'm sitting here going like, like in the back of my head, it's like, yeah, but it wasn't a good movie. And I was like, yeah, but the, the part with the, the cars and the things going backwards and it's just like, yeah, but the movie is bad (laughs) and it's like, it's weird and there's things in it that just don't make sense at all. And, um, Christopher Nolan He's one of those guys that uh, I don't think anyone wants to tell him no. Mm. You know, uh, yeah. I was actually talking to I think Jake. That's a good point. Uh, Not I, that I can blame them. I mean, I wouldn't want to tell Christopher Nolan no either. Yeah, but. He, I I think that he um, any of the guys that you could probably consider to be like auteurs or that they're like they're, they have just like really prolific careers. Um, a lot of people love their work. Um, I, I think that Nolan's stuff is maybe a little more flawed than some of his like hardcore fans want to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs better audio engineers for his movies, man. Like, holy smokes. Um, he's been sort of hit or miss for me over the last like few years. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've, I haven't seen it since it came out, but like the interstellar hasn't exactly gotten the best, um, record post launch if you will and that yeah. was actually a pun and i didn't mean it to be <laughs> um but yeah there's so and, and so i need to like dive into that a little bit and see what people have said about that and go back and watch it again but yeah i mean the trailer was cool 
Yep. Um, I like that he came out and was basically saying that they tried to basically redo a hydrogen bomb uh, practically, whatever that means. <laughs> um, he used the hydrogen particle from glass onion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and so if he makes something interesting that just isn't, it's not this like weird concept like Tenet was where he has like a so concept. Something linear. Yeah, honestly, something that's just good. I mean, like cinematography-wise, this stuff is always great. But I don't know, man. Like, I like I love the Prestige. Um, I you know what I thought was hilarious. Speaking of Christopher Nolan, yeah. forget the movie where he crashes a seven forty-seven into that's a building. Tenet. That's Tenet. Tenet? Okay, yeah. apparently, uh, it, I haven't seen Tenet, but apparently that was cheaper than the VFX to make that scene. Like he, he actually purchased yeah, a I remember, yeah. crashed it in there <laughs> and crashed it into the building. And that was cheaper mm-hmm. than the CGI. Yeah. I'm, I'm there's just like part of me that really hopes that practical effects come back into fashion yeah. uh, at some point. Yeah, uh, Like he should have done a real hydrogen bomb. Just launch one. <laughs> <laughs> the camera Maybe is gone forever. But it's all worth those it. tests. Yeah. What's because of him? <laughs> Um, oh, now we know who's been behind it, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I just don't know what else is coming out this year. All right. So, t- oh, are you so, looking forward to Ant Man: Quantumanium? <laughs> no. Good, are you no. Are you looking forward? I know to, we'll probably watch that. Anyway. Are you looking forward to Barbie? Uh, that comes out this yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Greta. I mean, I, I'm you know I might watch I know, it. I'm gonna go watch it. Because I know that Kayla will be interested in watch it. Yeah, has Ryan Gosling in it. It's and Greta Gerwig, and she's like, them. she's got like a a decent. I mean, like Lady Bird's a, a decent movie. Um, mm-hmm. Mission Impossible eighteen comes oh, out. Oh, is the year. new Mission Impossible coming out yeah. this year? That could be cool. Part one, by the way. They're doing uh, a part one, and yes. Oh, into the spider. Uh, the new into the spider verse is coming out. I know it's got some controversy yep. around it because of wokeness or whatever, but I don't know. I mean, like I re- I. I know it's not people are kind of and I I, it's such a weird place to be in because I completely understand the criticism of Spider-Man going from being like Spider-Man and now there's just like a million versions of him and a lot of people don't like that. Um, I actually still think that Into the Spider-Verse is a really good movie and it's really well written. Um, And yeah, it's it's definitely got a lot of those like classic Spider-Man things going on in it. But I just... I, I understand why people are annoyed with that movie, but there's this piece of me that's like, yeah, but it's still well written. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what to tell you, dude. You know what movie I I'm also interested in seeing before we get to TV shows this year hmm. is uh. The new Transformers movie. Oh, I think the last no. time was that. Was, I remember oh. seeing that other one in uh, L.A. when I was there, and I was oh brother, that was a long movie. Uh, um, there's a lot. There's a lot of crap coming out yeah, this year too, though. There is already. a lot. Of I'm thinking in 2024 we'll get another Halo TV show. Maybe 2025. Hey, we get, we got Last of Us on the 15th. Well, that's what I was about to say. So TV shows I'm interested in watching this year. Are the is the Last of Us, uh, and then Citadel, which is a sci-fi espionage show. It's oh, what intrigued me about that is apparently it's the second most expensive TV show ever created 
um, behind the Rings of Power, and it's on Amazon. Uh, the Russo brothers are leading the project. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Did you see? Um, you watched that movie that came? I completely forgot about this. The the Gray Man in Game. Yeah. No, Did you yeah, see? The, no, not in Game. I mean uh, the, the Gray, Gray Man. Man. Yeah. Ah, uh, dude. Yep. And uh. <laughs> that's what they worked on this bef- that's what they worked on before this one and the gray man was not good to say the least uh, <laughs> the russo brothers might turn out to be another one of those like writer uh folks that people think that they're better than they actually are because of the uh, well, marvel because of i mean isn't that what made them They've got for for me. They've got because I think they did Civil War, so you I'll give them Civil War and Infinity War and pretty much everything else that they've touched. I just it's hasn't been that great. Well, we'll see. I think I think I don't know if it's this or the next one, but I thought they have uh, Robert Stark, the guy that plays him oh, in yeah. the show, uh, and some other people. I too. mean, I'll watch it. It's I'm gonna watch at, it at the very least. It's gonna be really. Stupid stupid mindless action yeah um so it's the you know the next one is this is just gonna get better for you that i'm most interested in watching is three body problem led by david benoff and db weiss if i'm pronouncing their name right if i'm not benioff but yeah benioff okay um it's called what it's called Three Body Problem. It's set against the backdrop of China's cultural revolution. A secret military project sends signals into space to establish contact with aliens. And uh, alien oh, so it's another Cloverfield movie. An alien civilization on the brink of destru- destruction captures the signal and plans to invade Earth. Meanwhile, on Earth, different camps start forming, planning to either welcome the superior beings and help them take over a world seen as corrupt, or fight against the alien invasion. Uh, yay. <laughs> and those are the movies and TV shows I'm most interested in seeing in 2023. I think I regret letting you do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they're all for the, you know, I just said interested, whether good or bad. And yeah. The Last of Us too, as well. And that's in... I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious about it. I mean, my perspective is going to be completely different from right. yours and others who have played the game. I think it's really stupid. I think they this a lot of what they've said is really stupid and that they had not only have they said it, but they're putting it in their advertisements as stuff that they've said. Like they they're advertising the fact that the main actress hasn't really seen anything about the games. Mm. And, yeah. and everyone's going like, I, I, the argument I keep seeing is that, well, you don't want it to uh, affect her performance or whatever. It's like, but that's the character she's supposed to be playing. And also, if she's a good enough actress, she'll still be able to pull it off, even if she has her own sort of like take on it. Right. Which makes me think that they've. I really want to know what they've done. Yeah. And plus you had her come out saying uh, the whole, 
uh, not just her, but Pablo as well, that they didn't play the video games. They were discouraged, and, you know, to yeah. not play the video games. Yeah, that's and, worse. I, I, and it's just I don't. I don't it, it's yeah. kind of like what was it that James Gunn was saying regarding Superman and these other mainstay DC superheroes, like uh, you know, a year, year and a half ago, that you know he does. He, he didn't want to really do a movie on them because there wasn't any you know, cr- creative liberty, so to say. You had to work with everyone has a version of who they are in their mind. And just this idea, and, and that made me understand more so why he did the Suicide Squad and, and Peacemaker because they're not as well known. So he doesn't have this. You really won't have the controversy of not sticking to the source material because most people don't know the source material, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just, man, that's just an odd way to think and I think or uh, odd reasoning to me I understand that our tour side and, and and being creative and wanting to you know be able to have that creative freedom and outlet but you would think that was you know if you're going to do a show on something you would want to create what's been done so that the fans who have seen it have something to be thankful for you know something that entertains them like yeah. if you can entertain the hardcore fans well, I, it will outstretch from there. I legitimately think that Neil Druckmann hates the Last of Us fans. Okay, I think he he is. Is that the creator of the second one in particular? He was the creative of the video games of the second one. I think he was a creative okay. lead. He was involved with the first one, but I don't think he wrote the first one. Um, ugh, man, no. Just thinking about that, like I just don't know. I just don't know what they're going to do. I don't, it didn't ever need to be a television show in the first place. That's already a big hurdle. It's like, you already told the story. You don't need to tell the story again in live action. There's not, there's not really Anything a reason. New. Yeah. There's not a reason to do that. Yeah. It's odd. Like nothing kind of new coming out. It's, it, it's definitely in, I don't know. You, it's you safe. Think, that's why you like think, you're saying. Yeah, safe. Do you think that's a you would apply that same principle to Halo then? Like, since the story's already been told in a video game format, there's no reason to bring it to live action and um, tell the same story again. Yes, there are other stories that they could have told. Yeah, that you don't have that. That world is so big, and there's so much lore there. Television might not have even been the best way to do Halo. All right, let me still man for a second. Okay. All right. I'm going to disagree with you about do not all of us play video games. Not all of us play last of us. I will watch a TV show though. So, so why can't they just do the same story that they did in video game before well, a TV show? Not every, not be, everything has to be made for everybody. That's true too. That's so true like, too. and you're getting, I mean, honestly, you're going to get an inferior product. Right. From them. What the video game was. Yeah. I guarantee. I just like I guarantee it. It's probably gonna look really good because everyone's like, "Well, it's the guy who directed Chernobyl." It's like, great, but I, I doubt he's writing it. Mm. Yeah, m- more than likely, he's probably yeah. not. And directing, from what I understand, uh, listening to those who have uh, experience within the Hollywood industry, uh, directing really doesn't matter as much as it does for movies uh, when it comes to TV shows. Yeah, they're usually just there to. They usually just cater down to the. Mm-hmm. I don't. Cater well, may not be the. But with him, it, that with him, they probably really the like runner. his style. 
Yeah. And I guarantee that depends on the production. It's like we've said before. It's like with Marvel, you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter. You you could you could put a uh, a cat behind the camera, and mm-hmm. it just it it really wouldn't matter. That's that's how like unimportant it is. But like they they specifically picked the guy who did Chernobyl for a reason. Yeah. Um, and I, I imagine it's partially his style. He probably has a team that helped him with that. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of them came over as well uh, to mm-hmm. help with like the. Uh, uh, director of photography and some other stuff like that to try right. to get like a specific look um yeah i mean hey maybe it'll actually be good we'll find out i just don't get your hopes up uh and yeah it'll it's it's gonna yeah we'll I'm find def- out there's, i'm not getting my hopes up there's I'm not definitely holding my breath. there's definitely some like obvious bias there but that's because what originally came out was that good. Well, it was already I'll, done. It was our the story was already told. I think having your perspective is going to be great because you understand the lore, as I said. And I think wow. mine will be as well because it will be fresh. Yeah, you're um, you're our uh, Last of Us scholar. It's it's pretty simple. I mean, it's like there is a virus. It's based on cordyceps. Don't spoil anything. I don't know anything about it. Don't spoil. No, I'm not looking up the setting. Nothing. Plot, nothing. I don't want it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just kidding. You can go. All right. No, so good. there's a virus and yeah, it's, it's Walking Dead. Uh, a, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like it was kind of an interesting virus because it's based on something that actually happens in nature. Okay. Where there's a certain type of fungus that will infect um, insects mm. and essentially turns them into zombies. Nice. It's like a real thing. It's 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 pretty fascinating. Um. And so that was kind of the basis for their their story, which I think was great. And on top of that, you know, you basically have like this kind of like father daughter story. Nice. Um, and well, that'd then, be nice. Let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I'm curious to see how far they'll actually go. Not only getting away from the original game, but like what season one, like where season one is going to end. Mm. Um. So I guess we'll find out. Ooh, get ready for the flashbacks. You're gonna love. Yeah. You're gonna love the flashbacks if they put them in there. Alrighty. Um, cool. All right, man. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Underground. We will be back next week talking about God of War. I think Joseph probably still has some more homework to do on that. Um, and uh, we'll have a guest on. Nice. I'm pretty sure. Obviously, things can change, might change if I if we need to like reschedule. But the plan for next week is to do God of War, uh, and then we just got to figure out. Uh, if not, we the can Last always do Last of Us. Yeah, if we because they're gonna do an episode a week. I'm assuming because it's HBO. Yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Otherwise, we'll just double up one and two. Our first first week talking yeah. about it, something like that. All right. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, take it easy. See Shout